1: to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
2: Tonight, a powerful storm creates havoc on Christmas Eve, impacting more than 100 million Americans. Dangerous conditions for driving and last-minute shopping. Snow, rain, and high winds that could knock out power, all followed by a deep freeze. Who will see an icy white Christmas this year? And if the pandemic didn't stop people from traveling, the weather might. $2,000 checks, an update on the stimulus bill still in limbo as the legislation is being flown to Florida in case President Trump decides to sign it. Plus, the president's parade of pardons, one Republican senator calls them rotten to the core. Vaccine delivery delay, the goal of 20 million doses won't be reached until early 2021, later than promised. And the alarming milestone in California, more than 2 million cases in that state alone are holiday gatherings to blame? The surge that we are in right now was avoidable. Breaking news officer to be fired. The family of Andre Hill calls the shooting reckless murder. Why Columbus's mayor says the police response was a stunning disregard for life. Remote learning for America's homeless children. What's being done to make virtual education possible for kids in family shelters?
1: It's so hard. Are you falling behind? Yes, I am
2: dramatic rescue a little girl is pulled from the rubble after a gas explosion leveled her home american kindness how cbs news viewers came through for a family struggling during the pandemic and getting covid creative meet a photographer keeping a beloved christmas tradition alive
1: use the santa
3: tizer
2: this
4: is the cbs evening news with nora o'donnell Reporting from the nation's
2: capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett. Nora is off tonight. And we begin with breaking news. Nearly a third of all Americans are facing dangerous weather this Christmas Eve from Florida to New England. The storm that began with snow in the Midwest will bring torrential rains and damaging winds. That combination could knock out power and severely impact travel. This comes as many ignore advice to stay home to stop the spread of coronavirus. America's airports averaged about a million passengers a day for the past five days. And here's why health officials are so concerned. A record 119,000 people will wake up Christmas morning in hospitals across the country suffering from COVID. And those facilities are being stretched to the limit. Many hospitals in Southern California are now diverting patients. There's just not enough room or staff. This, as the state has just passed 2 million confirmed cases. And we must tell you this unsettling number. Total deaths in this country now top 328,000. Many Americans also face an economic crisis this holiday season, not knowing if they'll be able to pay their bills. Tonight, the COVID relief bill is still up in the air after President Trump initially refused to sign it. There is a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family, and our team is following every angle. We begin with CBS's Charlie DeMar outside Chicago. Charlie, good evening.
3: Major, good evening. Here at Chicago's airport, there has been a steady stream of travelers throughout the day. That, of course, is despite the government's warning to stay safe this holiday and stay home. And a nasty mix of weather is making a mess of this Christmas Eve travel. For those who hit the road and ignored government guidelines, near whiteout conditions in Minnesota forced some vehicles off the roads, like this jackknife semi that ended up in a ditch. More than a half a foot of snow, followed by treacherous black ice, covered roads, triggering hundreds of accidents and spin-outs all along Interstate 94. Oh my gosh, the roads are slippery. Highway traffic in Nebraska came to a standstill. Blizzard conditions were to blame for a crash on I-80 that left three people dead, including a four-year-old. Last-minute shoppers, they were not just battling the clock, but also the elements. They didn't seem to mind. Mother Nature knew we needed to have a white Christmas. (laughs) Despite warnings and urgent pleas not to travel, airports are not only packed, the TSA says it screened more than a million passengers Wednesday, the most since the pandemic began last March. There's a lot of people here. It was busy here, too. Travelers streamed through Chicago's O'Hare Airport all day today, to get to their holiday destination.
5: It's a risk, but gloves, double masks. And yeah, thanks to all the people working here.
3: Now, despite this surge in travel, AAA predicts that travel is actually down 30% this holiday season compared to just a year ago. Major?
2: Charlie DeMar, thank you. Let's get the forecast from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, where is this powerful storm right now?
6: Well, right now, Major, one-third of the country, the eastern one-third, is affected by it. So who gets a white Christmas out of it? Well, the Tennessee Valley, the Ohio Valley, you're getting snow right now. You're going to wake up some fresh snow out there. Everybody else, it is all rain for you. And this is not a light little Christmas Eve rain. This is potentially dangerous weather out there. We have tornado watches in portions of North Carolina and South Carolina. That line moves into Washington, D.C. around midnight. It gets to New York City about three, maybe four o'clock in the morning. Some wind gusts are at 60 miles per hour in the Big Apple. Then it moves into Boston. I think you're going to see the worst of it around 10 o'clock in the morning with your chance for severe with for severe weather. And then it's all about the cold air. Now, it's not here at 7 o'clock in the morning for the eastern cities. New York feels like 58, but at that same hour, Tallahassee, Florida feels like it's 27 degrees. It will feel 30 degrees colder in portions of Florida than it does in New York City. But the real cold air, St. Louis, tomorrow morning feels like 4 degrees below zero. All that cold air moves into the northeast, and with all the rain that's falling, there will be some icy, slippery conditions out out there by the time it's a Christmas night
2: into the following day. Major, not the Christmas Eve a lot of folks are looking for. No, Lonnie Quinn with all the key details. Thank you. Tonight, President Trump is keeping the entire country guessing about the COVID relief bill. One day after demanding larger payments to Americans, CBS News has learned the legislation has been sent to the president in Florida just in case he wants to sign it. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight from West Palm Beach.
7: House Republicans turned back a push by Democrats to increase stimulus checks from $600 to $2,000. The House stands adjourned. It was a rebuke.
0: I'm asking Congress to amend this bill.
7: After the the president threatened to veto the relief bill unless payments were raised. With millions of Americans in limbo, Democrats are pushing him.
2: Believe it or not, Democrats agree with the president, at least to the extent that we need to sign this bill now.
7: Even Republicans remain in the dark as to the president's next move.
2: The best way out of this is for the
4: president to sign sign the bill, and I still hope that's what he decides.
7: The president was seen pulling into his Palm Beach golf club today, but otherwise laid low after unleashing fresh controversy last night when he announced a slew of new clemency actions, including... A full pardon for his son-in-law, Jared Kushner's father, Charles Kushner, who had pleaded guilty and was sentenced to two years in jail for preparing false tax returns and witness retaliation, including using a prostitute to blackmail his brother-in-law, a witness in the case. That case was prosecuted in the early 2000s by Trump ally Chris Christie.
4: It's one of the most loathsome, disgusting crimes that I prosecuted when I was U.S. attorney.
7: Mr. Trump also extended pardons to his former advisors, Roger Stone and Paul Manafort, both convicted on charges stemming from the special counsel investigation into Russian meddling. Of the more than 80 clemency actions the president has issued while in office, 58 were for people he knows personally, were done as a favor to an associate, or were granted for political benefit. But the president's choices were met with criticism, even from Republicans like Ben Sass, who called the moves rotten to the core. Once the stimulus bill is physically here in Florida, the president can sign it quickly if he wants to. But even with millions of Americans in limbo, the White House still refuses to say what the president will do. Major.
2: Paula Reed with the key phrase, if he wants to. Tonight, California remains the epicenter of America's COVID surge. The state now has more cases than Italy. Hospitals in Southern California are struggling to keep up with all the patients. More now from CBS's Lilia Luciano.
8: An alarming milestone, California surpassing 2 million COVID cases. In Los Angeles County, these charts tell the story, hospitalizations soaring, as are the number of deaths, 145 more just yesterday. We have never seen
2: daily death rates this high throughout the course of the pandemic, and the model predicts that the worst is yet to come. The surge that we are in right now was avoidable.
8: Health officials say people not adhering to strict social guidelines are fueling the rise in cases. Those hoping to get vaccinated quickly may have to wait a bit. Federal officials had estimated 20 million doses would arrive by the end of December, but that many won't even be delivered until early next year. Among those who just got the vaccine, nursing home residents near Seattle, the nation's first hotspot. This is 92-year-old Loviterio. Take that, covid There are more concerns tonight over COVID's impact on the black community, where the virus's death rate is nearly twice that of white patients.
6: You're not even short of breath. Yes, I am.
8: Dr. Susan Moore posted this Facebook video complaining she was getting inadequate care at an Indiana hospital because she was black. She was released and died this week. Her words now haunting.
9: This is how black people get killed. When you send them home.
8: Indiana University Health released this statement. We take accusations of discrimination very seriously and investigate every allegation. Also, tonight, a homecoming that Dennis Salles and his wife Jessica never thought possible. Everybody tells me I look great, but it's a daily struggle. Diagnosed with COVID in July, he slipped into a coma for two months and then his survival depended on a lung transplant. After painstaking rehab, you're making it back home for Christmas. How does that feel? I didn't think I was gonna make it. It's an amazing gift.
2: I don't want any other gift. I have everything.
8: Those spending the night in hospitals like this one weren't so lucky. I asked Dennis what it is that he missed most during those five months that he was hospitalized. You know what he said? Food. And that he can't wait for tomorrow when he'll have a very traditional Puerto Rican Christmas meal. As will I, Major.
2: Lily Luciano. Very good. Thank you so much. Today, Britain and the European Union struck a free trade deal meant to avoid gridlock at the nation's ports when Britain via Brexit officially leaves the EU on January 1st. They got a taste of what gridlock looks like this week when trucks were stopped from leaving Britain over fears of that new strain of coronavirus. Today, truck drivers still stranded spelled out help with traffic cones at the port of Dover. Tonight, the city of Columbus, Ohio, is moving to fire a police officer who shot and killed an unarmed black man. As the victim's family demands justice, new details are emerging in this case, including the officer's record, which also includes numerous civilian complaints. Here is CBS's Jeff Begay's.
4: Today,
1: I am announcing action to terminate Officer Adam Coy. Late
9: today, when he made the announcement, Columbus Police Chief Thomas Quinlan said that he was thinking about Andre Hill's family.
1: I cannot fathom the pain Andre Hill's family is feeling right now. He was taken from them by
5: violence.
9: He blamed veteran officer Adam Coy, who arrived on scene after a neighbor made a non-emergency 911 call of a suspicious vehicle repeatedly being turned on and off. In the body camera video Hill is seen holding a cell phone in his left hand. within seconds Officer Coy moves closer to the open garage, fires his gun and Hill, who investigators say did not have a weapon, falls to the ground where he lay for several minutes with no one providing aid. Don't move dude I'm here. I'm here. Today there were protests, anger and calls for justice. Al Williams is Hill's brother.
6: just outright crime. That's what you think it was? Yes, I I believe it was strictly uh, an unjust murder.
9: Attorney Ben Crump represents the Hill family. On a non-emergency call, you get out of your cruiser with guns drawn. This officer should be arrested for killing a man who was unarmed. Still a mystery why the officer drew his gun in the first place. Jeff Begay, CBS News, Washington.
2: The Christmas holiday marks a break in perhaps the most challenging school year this country has ever seen. More than 60 percent of American students were forced to learn remotely at least part of the time. A hardship for all, of course, but especially for students without homes. Here is CBS's Meg Oliver.
1: Jasmine Perez has shuffled through three New York City shelters during the pandemic with her husband and four children. I have problems with reading and writing. I've
9: been through it, and I don't want my kids going through it.
1: The Perez children are lucky if they can stay connected for virtual learning for more than two minutes at a time. Can you log in? No, it's slow. Eight-year-old Kaylee is her youngest. It's so hard. Are you falling behind? Yes, I am. When I was young, I didn't have that proper education. If they grow up, they want to be a lawyer. They need a diploma. They need to succeed. There are more than 15,000 children living in New York City family shelters. Nine months into the pandemic, about 83% lack Wi-Fi for students learning virtually. Our position is that it's been long enough. Susan Horowitz is an attorney with the Legal Aid Society. They're now suing, hoping to force the city to equip all family shelters with reliable internet access no later than January 4th.
7: The people who are living in shelters are uh, in the the demographic that has just been devastated by COVID. They are poor. They are black and brown. Um, They are people who are struggling with with putting
1: food on the table and staying housed.
8: The Wi-Fi has been giving me a constant struggle.
1: 15-year-old Aaron Morris has been living in a shelter for the past year and is hoping his weak Wi-Fi doesn't cut off his dream of becoming a mechanical engineer if he can keep up with virtual learning. Are your grades suffering because of this? Yes, ma'am. How so?
9: I used to be like 99 to 100, and it's just dropping down from there, which makes me very upset to the point I just want to tell my parents I don't want to go to school anymore. I don't want to do this.
1: New York's mayor says he cannot offer a detailed timeline for Wi-Fi installation, but they hope to have it done by next summer after the school year ends. Major?
2: Meg Oliver, thank you. Tonight, more than 7,000 people have been evacuated because of a wildfire that has burned 3,000 acres on and around Camp Pendleton in Southern California. The fire has been fueled by dry Santa Ana winds gusting up to 35 miles an hour. Now to some dramatic footage just released of a police rescue in Porter County, Indiana. A body cam captured the frantic scene in September After a gas explosion leveled a home, the officers dug through debris, finally pulling a three-year-old girl to safety. She and six others were happy to say survived the ordeal. And we have an update tonight on a struggling family of 12 in Atlanta. Last week, we introduced you to Yolanda Myers, known by the 10 young grandchildren she cares for as G-Mama. CBS Evening News viewers were so touched by her story that they donated to the African-American Association of Georgia. On Wednesday, G-Mama received a check for $6,500 to cover her family's rent and bills. Nothing stops Santa Claus, not a bad winter storm, not coronavirus. You see, Santa and his helpers always have a plan B. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz.
5: Beautiful. Don't Once the pandemic canceled her annual in-studio Santa sessions. Hi. Hi. And we thought, how on earth are we going to make this happen? Good job. Elisa Johnson's family got COVID creative. Beautiful. Her husband, Dan, built this Hi. Santa's Hi. workshop in their backyard. Hi. Now he Hi. is sanitation.
4: Hi, Michaela, are you ready?
5: Their daughter, Delaney, is the season's greeter. We wong it. We won it, <laughs> basically. It's a very nice way. So with a little sanitizer... And a lot of social distancing. Hi, Michaela. The Johnsons found a way to keep tradition alive, even bringing in repeat customers. And use some Santa Tizer.
0: (laughs) My teacher wants a picture of me with
5: Santa. Alicia gifted this session after learning the photos were Ricky Carpintero's mother's Christmas wish. I couldn't believe it. We haven't taken professional pictures as a family or with him since birth, right?
0: It was, like, so awesome! What do you want for Christmas? So this
1: coronavirus can be gone so I can go and my family.
0: He wasn't there asking me for a list of toys, you know, that that he wanted. He wanted something really important that touched me really much.
5: There you go. I feel like like the pictures this year really show what we've all gone through. The children are so much more rounded. I personally think it was more magical this year. It's a magic no one could have pictured this time last year. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Warrenville, Illinois.
2: So awesome indeed. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we will take you to Paris for a moving Christmas celebration inside Notre Dame, the first since last year's devastating fire. If you can't watch us live, please don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us a bit later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. From all of us at CBS News, Merry Christmas and good night.